Hi there. I'm Veronica Wilhelm, an organizational development consultant and executive coach in Seattle, Washington. And I'm here to tell you how to have the best day ever at work. Well, 2022, it's coming to an end this week. So I want to talk about a review that actually works because this is the time of year when people are starting to set New Year's resolutions, goals for the next year. And it's a great time to talk about how to look back at your recent history and actually learn something from it. This week, we're going to talk about self and personal review. And then in January, we'll talk about reviews at work. So let's talk about, first of all, some of the things that make reviews, both personal and work, hard. First, they often focus on improvement and never remember what someone is doing well. So they often just focus on like, what are you not doing well? Instead of like, these things that you're doing great, which means that we can have a lens on our work in our life that skews towards the negative. They're often not specific enough. So we just get general feedback like respond to email faster or my favorite, communicate better. You're like, what does that mean? What does that look like? And because of most of the history of reviews that we've gotten in our lifetime, they can be very overwhelming to our nervous systems. It can feel like our livelihood is at stake and that somehow we are being personally attacked. And you know what? That's because sometimes we have managers who like personally attack us in the process of reviews. Sometimes also there are too many things to work on without support for how to actually improve them. That one is really common in personal review situations. Like when you're like looking back on your year and you're like, these are my resolutions that I'm going to give for myself. Like how often are you like, I'm going to do this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing. And then you never actually give yourself a support system for how to execute on those things. One thing that also happens is a review that is not actually related to the job description or the needs of our organization, but only tied to the feelings of our supervisor. And like, I'm going to, again, to make this personal, this can be us looking at ourselves and saying, these are the ways how I'm feeling about myself in relationship to what the broader culture or society tells me I should feel about myself, as opposed to, you know what, the needs of my org slash family slash myself and my job description within those things as mom, partner, sister, friend, like these are the things that I need. Often we will make things in our goal setting for the next year about things unrelated to what we actually need for ourselves and more like what we think we should need. And then classic, a review that actually only reflects recent memory, not the full scope of time that you've been working. So if you felt some stress through the holidays, which like congratulations are human, you might be making resolutions as a reaction to that, not necessarily on what you needed throughout the entire year to make your life a little bit easier. How many folks do I know who have set like weight loss and food goals because they just enjoyed a lot of great food over the holidays and they somehow think that that means that they are unhealthy all year round when the holidays are specifically a blip in time that is meant for coming together and like eating delicious food as part of that. So like I said, this week we're going to talk about self-review, which tends to come up this time of year. And in January, we'll talk about reviews at work. I wrote a blog post on my website for 2015, and I'm going to pull a lot of stuff from that particular post. It's called a review that actually works because a lot of it still applies today. 
as humans, we require each other to show us our blind spots or to mirror for us because we can't always see the facets of who we are. So we require friends and community members to help us see them. And this is not just about having more insight into our areas that need development, which we already kind of overcompensate for if we're, you know, kind of typical in the planet, but also our strengths. How many people do you know who have no idea that they are exceptionally good at something, right? And you are one of those people. There are some things that you do that you have no idea that you are exceptionally good at, or you, you minimize how good you are at something because you never see yourself from the outside. You only see yourself from the inside. You are the water that you are swimming in. So you have no idea that you're actually really good at this other thing over here. So to properly mirror with someone, you first need to make sure that you are doing it with someone you love and trust. So think of three people you turn to with problems, successes, ideas, and ideally each of these people would be in different parts of your life, both personal and professional. Once you have your three people, you only have to ask them two questions. What is one thing I could change about myself that would make me happier? And what is one thing about myself that I don't know? So I'm going to say this again. What is one thing I could change about myself that would make me happier? And what is one thing about myself that I don't know? From these two questions, a whole host of information can be revealed. The first will show you how you are perceived externally when it comes to areas that make you anxious or stressed. So if there's one thing you could change about yourself that would make you happier, people from the outside will have a much better idea because they are the ones who are seeing you feel anxious or stressed, especially if you are feeling anxious and stressed to the degree that you sort of lose self-reflection. So they would be able to help you understand that. The second, what is one thing about myself that I don't know, that'll reveal an area of power that you are either unaware of or don't use as often as you could. Now, when you get this information, treat it as if you are a data collector in an experiment with monkeys and you're the monkey. You are an external observer and are solely responsible for getting the information, not processing it. So this allows you to explore and inquire deeper without fear of what it means for your personal worth. Despite the fact that your three people are awesome and loving and trustworthy, this is simply an exercise in information, not assessment. So we're just collecting information at this point. And because we're just collecting information, we're not yet doing any deeper analysis. If you have questions about things, if there's something that you need to understand better, if they use a word or a phrase that you don't understand, or they're talking about something that you don't remember, you can ask them for clarification or to give you examples of things. And because we are mostly just trying to ask for information at this point, it theoretically should feel less difficult to ask these questions than if we're put on alert trying to defend our actions or to try and understand and try to improve better in that moment. This is just for collecting information. After you've kind of talked to your people, I want you to check in about a couple things. So first, did anything seem severely out of place or out of character? Meaning, did you get information that didn't quite fit for you? So early in my career, I got feedback that I don't listen to people when they talk to me. My supervisor used the evidence that I often forget small details she'd given me. And I took this really deeply to heart before talking to my advisory board. And that included my mom, my best friend, and another close friend. And I was wondering what was wrong with me. By the way, if you don't have an advisory board, like A of all, you probably do. But B of all, get yourself an advisory board. Make sure you have folks around you. This like, these are the people who should be mirroring for you always, but You know, we can't be making decisions alone because we're not designed to be making decisions alone. Humans are social creatures. So make sure you have an advisory board because they're likely the people who would be mirroring for you all the time, but especially at this time of year. 
So my advisory board, which at that point included my mom, my best friend, and another close friend, they reminded me that I come from a family of like absent-minded scientists and to employ better data capturing techniques like taking notes. So it had nothing to do with my ability to listen, but rather my ability to retain so if you have a strong reaction to something that was said, note it and put it through your filters to see if the reaction is because it's super off base. So then the second thing I want you to think about while examining your data, did anything you get reflect what you know your people are working on themselves, right? So you have your advisory board, which might be your three people that you're asking this information about. Once you've gotten information for them, I want you to see, is there something in there that you have talked to someone about a lot that you know it's something that they're trying to work out for themselves? If they're constantly talking about how, I know I have these big reactions to things, I'm really defensive about stuff. And one of the things that they tell you is like, you know, you get kind of defensive about things like might be true, but also might be a projection of what they're working on and isn't actually for you, but more about them. Might be more about something because they are aware of it in themselves. They are hyper aware of it in other people. So make sure that once you get this information, you kind of dig through it and you put it through the lens of, is this something that the person I asked is working on for themselves? And therefore, is it not necessarily information for me, but kind of information more for them? And if that's the case, like probably need to pick a different advisory person or a different mirroring person, or you can give them the feedback that, you know, actually, I think that's about you and not about me, but we can talk about that later. Once you have filtered and examined your data and you've put it through the lenses of like, is this out of character? Does that seem like what the other person is working on? Now it's time to find the goals. So reading through it all, are there any common themes? Did all three of them tell you a variation on the same idea? So if you have themes, goals are easy to pick out and form. And if you can't find themes, find the ones that resonate with you the most. These are the ideas that when you read them cause a little ping somewhere in your heart or gut and use that information to shape them into goals and to capture them somewhere you can reference regularly. I highly recommend making a one, three, five list. This refers to one large goal, three medium goals, and five small goals. I love this because then you can have like an overarching goal and then smaller goals and then smaller goals to that. And as we know, when we talked about goals early on, like having an overarching goal is really helpful. And if you happened to do my values webinar, you can align these goals with your values too. So even if you don't necessarily have an overarching goal or like a personal mission statement or something, knowing what your values are that you're living to can help you figure out what your goals should be in alignment with that. Now, a final note, if you felt a particular painful ping or a particularly loud ping when reading or examining these goals, proceed carefully. You absolutely should take on these goals, but the louder or sharper the ping, the more help you will need. So if you are reading through your goals, if you come up with the themes and you know they're the ones that resonate for you, they cause a little ping somewhere in your heart or your gut, but the ping is really acute. If it feels really big or it hurts, you might need to consider enlisting more help like a coach or a therapist. So tell your three people about your goals and then check in and see if you need a coach or a therapist. There are some things we might be working on that are a product of trauma or deep cultural training. And it's okay to get help for those kinds of things. Cause again, we're social creatures. We need help figuring things out. We're meant to be connected to others. So this idea that you could somehow change things like all by yourself, especially if they're painful, it's just not realistic. Like, don't worry about like being like, oh, I'm asking for help, blah, 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 mental health stigma. Like that's a thing. But also like, please ask for help. 
please ask for help for things that are particularly painful um, because you'll get through it easier. And then also you'll employ someone like me who also has their own goals to get through that often involve needing to get paid so I can go to Paris or something. That's actually a thing I'm doing. Anyways, so I hope that helps you make goals that are actually helpful for you. I'm over goal setting that is around outdated and harmful cultural expectations. So this is a way to check in with ourselves in a way that can actually make us feel better and move through life a little bit easier. And while this wasn't specifically work related in that it's a thing that we did at work, I have no doubt that your goals will emerge around things at work, either because how you show up outside of work influences who you are at work, or because there are goals that you have related to your work. So we might have done a review that was not about reviews at work, but making sure that you're doing a thoughtful and loving review of yourself. So that way you can set yourself up for success. That's really important. And whether it happens at the end of the calendar year or any other time, following these steps, asking for help, asking for mirroring, using those couple questions, putting it through your filters. Those are an easy way to get some information that actually can help you learn and grow. So glad you could join me today. Share this episode with someone who you think needs to hear it. Follow me on Instagram at Veronica and sign up for my newsletter at wilhelmconsulting.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to this here podcast. I look forward to being with you again soon.